0: Welcome to this episode of Christ I. Galatians 2.20 I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me, Christ I. reading from the New Living Translation in Titus 2, verse 11 and 12. For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. It occurs to me in reading this verse that the grace of God is God's freely to give to all people. It is and has been given but it is not always received. The reason it is not received is because in verse 12, God's grace comes with instructions. So we see here that our instructions are to live in this evil world. This world is evil. We're here to live and to show the love of God to those who are here in this world. And we do this with wisdom. We do this through righteousness. And we do this through devotion to God. Those are our instructions. And then he goes on to say, while we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be revealed. So our hope and our joy is in Jesus because he's coming back. He has sent the Holy Spirit here to help us live in this evil world. And we must live in God's grace. In verse 14, he gave his life, Jesus, he gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us, and to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing good deeds. You see, God doesn't just leave us with instructions, he helps us to carry out his instructions. He helps us to build our lives, to assemble our lives In such a way that it glorifies him. Whenever I would get something that they required assembly, I wouldn't have to just jump into it. Oh, I've got this, I know how to do this, I'm a fixer, I'm a fix-it guy. I can fix anything. God has given me the gift to fix things. What do I need instructions for? But then, three-quarters of the way, or even in the finish. I find that I've put something on backwards or upside down or I've misplaced the step and I should have done something before this or that. And then before you know it, it's not right. It's there, but it's flawed. You see, we go through life trying to put our lives together on our own terms with our own instructions. And God has given us his instructions to live godly in this evil world. In this passage, Paul goes on to encourage us that we should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. Well, where do we get wisdom? I found some in Psalm one eleven ten. It says, fear of the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom. All who obey his commands will grow in wisdom. So where do we get wisdom? We get wisdom from the fear of the Lord. And in Psalm 34 11 through 20, it says, Come, my children, and listen to me, and I will teach you to fear the Lord. Does anyone want to live a life that is long and prosperous? Then keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. His ears are open to their cries for help. But the Lord turns His face against those who do evil. He will erase their memory from the earth. The Lord hears His people when they call to Him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. For the Lord protects the bones of the righteous. Not one of them is broken. So where does our righteousness come from? Well, Paul, writing to the Philippians in chapter 2, verse 7 says, I once thought these things were valuable, speaking of his Jewishness, his circumcision, but now I consider these, them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him sharing in his death so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. So you see, the righteousness that we need to live this life is not our righteousness. It's Christ. It's Jesus's righteousness imputed to us by God so that we can live in this evil world. So you see, God is helping us even with His instructions. And now that brings us to and devotion to God. You see, up to this point, have you noticed that everything is from God? wisdom life righteousness but now it comes to us our volition our will we have to decide to be devoted to god not our devotion not in the way that we think we should be devoted and how devotion and what devotion looks like but what god's devotion demands What does God demand of us to be devoted to Him? It's all in His instruction manual. As we read and meditate on His Word, His instruction manual, we will become more and more devoted to God. And not in a self-righteous, self-accomplishing way, but in the way that he sees fit, and that is through meekness, humility, and with a contrite heart. God seeks worshipers who will worship him in spirit and in truth, not in just any old way they want to, in any old way they think is okay with God. Because you see, God is holy, holy, holy holy. In Revelation chapter 4 verse 8, it says, each of these living beings had six wings and their wings were covered all over with eyes, inside and out. Day after day and night after night, they keep on saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, the one who always was, who is, and who is still to come. So if there are beings that are way more powerful, way more beautiful, way more righteous than us, crying out how holy God is, who are we to just flippantly go about our life and worship our God in any old flippant way we see fit? Your understanding of grace is tightly knit to your fear of the Lord. So what does it look like to be devoted to God? Read the manual. I would suggest reading Matthew 6. Read Proverbs 1 through 9 about wisdom. Read Psalms 51, Psalm 91, and Psalm 119. And then read the book of John, the whole book. Then read 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John. And then go and read James. And then continue to read. Read the whole New Testament. And remember, it is by grace that you are saved. And even if you don't read anything, but you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, God is faithful. But you will not live a life full and joyful if you are not reading his manual. Because you're going to go through life putting the wrong things in the wrong places. Having things upside down. Having to go back and take things apart and put things back together and still not have it right. You'll go through life frustrated on a daily basis, moment by moment. But once you start getting into the Word of God and doing what the manual says to do in the times that you need to do it and when you need to do it, above all, obey the one command that He has given us, and that is to love our God with our, all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind, and with all our strength. And then, love your neighbor as yourself. In those two commandments... Jesus says are the whole of all the commandments because without love you are nothing thank you Jesus for your grace and your mercy thank you that you came to earth to be a propitiation for our sins that as we confess our sins you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness so God Your word is true and faithful, and we laud and magnify your name above all names. We praise you and thank you and praise God in Jesus' name. Amen.